Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. And it's risk-taking and risk-takers is the conversation this week. Uh, yes, you know, it is. Are you one? And if you are one, you're taking some right now. That's right. Uh, at the time we're taping this podcast, Phil, um, we got the numbers Friday. We're taping this on Tuesday. So we've had business days of last Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and it ain't been pretty. So it's, it's been a little rough. Been a little rough. rough. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're testing your risk tolerance. That's for sure. So. Yeah. So we figured this might be a good time to con- have that conversation along with sure. the fact of what we're seeing. Um, so yeah, the inflation numbers came out. Uh, eight point yep. six. The uh, uh, it peaked in March, April. I don't yeah, know they anybody, saw a little drop in April, and they were hoping, oh, this is you know yeah. the turn. If anybody really <laughs> bought that or not? No, uh, but uh, yeah, no, didn't didn't drop. Uh, pretty high, and immediately we've uh, we've been pummeled a, a little bit since then. So we're down what about sixteen percent uh, on the Dow? I think yep. total for the year. Down sixteen. Um, the the S and P broke the bear barrier so to speak so okay. it's i think 21 a little over 21 <clears throat> excuse me and the mm-hmm. uh, the nasdaq's almost 31 so yeah that's that one's been taking a beating uh yeah nasdaq's is. been been hit pretty hard early on but <clears throat> yeah. yeah it's well it, when we, these things happen and hopefully maybe some a lot of folks did this prior to because we've mm-hmm. talked about it a number of times for a while now but yep. Yep. uh you know basically let's see if your risk tolerance matches what you're dealing with because right. Again, we wind up being okay with the risk over the last couple of years, but obviously, you know, you and I have been preaching this for like, I don't know, six, eight months now saying, hey, yep. you know, pay attention to this because we're in for some choppy waters and does sure. you, can you handle the downside? Everybody loves the upside. So, right. Yeah. And that's always the challenge. I mean, we've had a, a good run for a while here. People yeah. get comfortable. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and then and reality starts to set in again. So, well, at the time we're taping this, I said, like I said, it's Tuesday. Uh, what, what is today? What's the date? I'm not even sure what today it is. The it's the 14th flag yeah. day. Flag day. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it looks like you know, the Dallas uh, tumbles 876 points to, uh, you know, to enter bear market. That's from CNN. I don't know if the Dow's actually in bear yet, but that's what they're saying. Um, you know, looks like an 84 point climb to start the day. Thanks to Chevron and Goldman Sachs. I mean, again, we're going to have this up and down, up and down, but basically we've seen a pretty good fall in just the last three days due to, uh, you know, do the inflation numbers, 50% on gas. I don't think that uh, it, you see that number and it still hurts, even though I don't think we're totally surprised. Right. But I mean, a 50% increase on gas was those numbers that came out 8.6 on regular inflation. I think groceries were 15% on average. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, it's hard and people are, you know, we're seeing more, you know, stories of people trying to figure out, you know, what to do. It's a balance of putting gas in the car and, and, and buying groceries. Food on the table and rent and, you know, all the other. Yep. Yep. And then you add into that, you know, the thoughts of retirement start to go out the window for many people. Well, I, I can't think about that right now. Right. I got these other things to deal with. Even if you're 10 or 15 years away, you're definitely putting it on the back burner. People, this is what we tend to do. We tend to say right. 15 years away, I can't think about retirement. I'll have to deal with that later, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're five, seven years away, you're paying a lot more attention to some of this movement. So so let's talk about a few of these things. If sure. we're out of whack, if we're out of balance, maybe what we can do about it a little mm-hmm. bit. 
Um, what percentage do you think? I'm not going to say your clients because your clients are already have a plan. They already have a strategy. Right, right. Um, what percentage of, of just general people that are not working with a professional do you think um, uh, are comfortable with the risk they have? Or do they even know? Well, I, I think that's the, the real point there. They don't know. You know, I mean, right. I, most of the, the prospective clients, let's put it that way, that I, I meet with as they come in at a class, yeah. our, one of our classes, um, you know, looking at their portfolios and allocations, having that risk discussion, you know, a lot of them are just in 401k still, you know, so they, I mean, I, it's very common that I'll see why well, I, I really haven't looked at that allocation in, oh, maybe 10 or 15 years, you know. And it's wow. just one of those things, you know, you set the allocation and, oh, it's been doing good. Why would I touch it? You know, let's, let's yeah. ride through it. It's, you know, I've been happy with the performance, you know, and um, let it rip. I, I, let it rip. Yeah. And, and that's great as long as you got time, but it's, you know, and I've been having this discussion with, with clients and prospective clients for years now of saying, look, you got to understand this whole concept of average returns and how it plays out. And, you know, the, what they call reversion to the mean. I mean, anytime you get a way above a, an average return. I mean, at some point the, the market has to give to come back to that average, right. bounce way below the average to start to bring that average return back down. You know, and I mean, it's just nature, if you want to call it. I mean, it's, it's what markets do. Yeah, They don't always go up. No, for sure. But we got, rates, again, we get so. kind of lulled into that the last Absolutely. couple of years. Now I saw something that, um, that technically where the Dow is right about where it was of October of 21. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, in a way it's like we're panicking because we saw it go up to 36,000, almost 37,000 was the 52 week high. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we're down at a, at a new low at, at 30,373 when the day started, it's starting to dip a little, a little, uh, went up a little bit. Now it's starting to drop again. Yeah. But anyway, so, you know, it's, it's not like you see you see these headlines like bloodbath. I saw one yesterday, bloodbath, no. right? I don't know that it's quite that bad, but people are certainly panicked when you add all the other inflationary issues yes. you're dealing with, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you always when you're in the middle of it, the the experience over the first couple of days as markets go through some of this, it's yeah, it's it's terrible. You right. know, but the reality is, I mean, if you were to look at a, a chart of the Dow or the S&P and back that out and look at a you know, 10, 12, 15 year timeline gives you perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's even bad. We're, months, it's not we're coming that down, bad. Yeah. Right. But it, it's, but the, the flip side of that coin though, I think is just the reality of, I mean, it feels bad, Yeah. but it's not really that bad in perspective, but how bad could it get? You know That's I mean? the this, thing, right. Th yeah. This, this unfortunately could just be the beginning of, right you know, the entering, entering that bear market, you know, right. where, and that's what markets do. I mean, if you look back, 2008 was no different. 2000, I mean, they're all, they all, anytime you go through these bear market cycles, it does the same thing. There's these downtrends and then, you know, people get hope and things happen. And, you know, like this, the inflation, oh yeah, the number wasn't as bad as we thought. And I think it's going to be better. And hope right. starts to build in the market and then bad news hits and boom, the rug gets pulled out again and it drops again. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's pretty typical as you go through these cycles. It's not just a straight down, right. even though when you look at it, you know, from a high level, it looks like that. But I mean, it's just down and up a little bit and down and, you know, so. Yeah, it's just a little more downs, a little more ups. Than, yeah, than overall, ups, right. yeah, overall, there's right. way more downs than ups for right. sure. But I mean, right it's now, not, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. So we very well could see a, an uptrend over the next two, three days, week. Right. Yeah. Is this the end of it? 
I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe it is. Um, yeah. Especially with continuing stuff going to keep coming. All right. So yeah. if we're talking about this from the angle of risk, then, okay. So, you know, the average person walks in and they say, Hey, I, I thought, you know, I opened up my, um, I decided to look at my mm-hmm. 401k, which I've been scared to do. Yep. Uh, it, I didn't take as much, I, I haven't lost as much as I thought I was going to. Right. So I guess I was right. I, I'm not that much at risk. How can they know? Like, how can we figure out? Cause like, okay, somebody comes in and says, Phil, I, I don't want to take any risk. And then you go dissecting, uh, their portfolio. Mm-hmm. How often does it even match? Uh, most advisors I talk to say it's virtually never matching. Never matches. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's never a, an exact match for sure. You or know, even close a lot of times. I don't want to take any right. risk. And then you look and it's like, oh, hey, yeah. I mean, especially if somebody says, I don't want to take any risk. I think my portfolio is good. I'm, I'm not taking any risk. You know, I've got all dividend paying stocks. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not paying, taking much risk, but the reality is, yeah, there's a lot of risk in dividend paying stocks. I mean, yeah. any stock has risk. I mean, bonds, you know, the, sure, yeah. the asset class that most people thought was the safe asset class. I mean, they're down over 10% this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's been the worst bond market, I think on record. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, you've got to understand risk and, and anytime you're invested in anything, stocks, bonds, right. anything market-based, there's risk. There's no such thing as no risk in anything market-based. You're going to have volatility. Right. It's a measure of how much risk and- And how much yeah. you can handle, how much you can take, the Correct. time you're in. So how do we figure it out? I guess that's the question. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if we're doing it on our own, is there a way to figure it out? Or do we truly need to sit down with a professional who can kind of go through, it's almost like the sleep number thing, right? right. Like, give me a number, Phil. Like, give me a- on a scale of, you know, zero to a hundred and a mm-hmm. hundred being, is that the, is that high? Is it the hundred? Yeah. I mean, hundred is the high. And yeah. Okay. So on a scale of one to a hundred, I want to be at 30. Where am I at? Like, how do we figure that out? Right. Well, and, and I mean, the funny thing to me with risk has been, well, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. Cause there, the, another way of looking at it is well, I'm a moderate investor. I'm a moderate conservative, right, which is so vague. Well, yeah. What does that mean? You know, even, so even that a scale of one to a hundred and, and a 30. So what is a 30? You know, mm-hmm. personally, I like to look at it more of what is your comfort level? What, what's that maximum drawdown? And I ask clients all okay. the time, you know, so if, if you open up your portfolio and you're watching it and we're down 10%, you know, what is that number? You say, you know, uncle, get me out. I, I just can't do it. Okay. So we, we know, so now was down 13 to, as of right. the time we're taping this. So if 13 was your uncle point. Right. Okay. You know, then over what period of time is that over six months or is that just period from a high to a low okay. or, you know, okay. what's your parameters? Cause you want to have that discussion up front because you don't yeah. want to get to that point and then say uncle. Right. Because, yeah. because now it's, you know, obviously the wrong point to get out. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're at this stage, not saying you shouldn't make a change, but just understand, right? I mean, have a strategy. It all has to come back to a strategy that you need to think this through risk is, is something you need to understand a position before you get in the middle of it. Well, and, and that's fair, but so, since we are in the middle of it, right. So since then, you're in the middle of it, it's, you know, it's still something to understand. Okay. I've taken this is, amount of a loss. Say, is it worth it to find out? So we don't take further, a further beating. It could. Yeah. So, I mean, if, you know, everyone's scenario is different. I mean, if sure. this is money you're needing to live on and you're pulling money, you know, out of this 401k or IRA every month to live on while it's dropping that, yeah, while it's dropping, that's a big problem. That's a big, you problem. know, you need to reevaluate because if, if, 
if we are just in the beginning and have just entered a bear market and we have another who knows how far to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you really want to, to see your portfolio go down another 20, 30% or whatever the bottom right. is? We don't right. know. Right. And you're still pulling money out. That's not a good scenario. Yeah. You're doubling, double dipping and not in a good way. Right. And, and that, and this is one of those, I, I, I think um, we all get tied into the a number, right? They call it recency bias. Yeah. You know, so we're, we look at our portfolio and it was, you know, oh, this is the number. I mean, I, I was at X amount. And I'm not going to make any change until I get back there. Mm-hmm. Well, you might not get back there. I mean, especially right. if you're pulling money out. So don't get tied to what, what it was. Look at where it's at today, reevaluate risk. And, and I mean, if it's not appropriate, absolutely make a change because it, you know, and not necessarily with all of it. And this is, again, it I was going to say, okay, to, that's, thank you for that, for hitting that. Not necessarily all of it. Right. Maybe we need to, uh, you know, do the risk assessment, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yes. And then figure out, okay, how much should we move uh, away to more safe, uh, you know, functions? And then Correct. how much should we continue to leave there in the event that it is short-lived or whatever? Is that, is that where you're kind of, Oh, going? absolutely. Well, I mean, personally, how we do it is and we've talked about this a lot of times on the program, but we bucketize money, right? So right. we'll have a soon bucket and a later bucket. Most clients, when they're looking at their portfolios, they're looking at the whole thing, Yeah, you know, just, I mean, that's pretty typical. I mean, you look at your 401k, okay, it's, yeah. it's one account, right? So you're saying my portfolio, this is the allocation. My risk is this, and it's that way on the whole account. Right. You know, how we look at it, especially as you enter retirement or get close to it, is we're looking at that money you're going to need in the next 10 to 11 years. That has to have a different risk profile than what your later money does. You know, and and we're looking still at the combination of the two overall. So on average, if your comfort level is that moderate investor, Mm -hmm. well, maybe that means that that soon money is going to be conservative. So we don't want to have as much risk there. But now we're going to have the later money a little bit more aggressive. So you're not going to hit any account that's average, that moderate, but you're going to have some that's a lot higher risk, but you've got time. And that's the right. whole, the whole right. thing with risk is time, right? Well, in, in having that segregation helps with that because you know that, well, the daily money that I need doesn't have as much risk. I can ride through this volatility. Yeah. The later money, yeah, you can take a little bit more risk and you need to because to get those returns that are going to help keep up with inflation over time, you have to have the ability to take a little bit more risk, but you're not going to touch it. You know, and as long as you don't touch it in these kind of markets, historically, mm-hmm. you know, markets right. do what they do. They go through these cycles. They do come back. So. so. And my next question would be like, why, how do we get to where in, we're in this position where we're taking a lot of unnecessary risk? And, and I'll use an example. I was talking with uh, a 60 something year old gentleman the other day. Yep. And he said, and like, and like some others, he said, you know, I decided, and this was before the, the last three day uh, issue, but he said, I decided to go ahead and look because we, we know it's been falling for weeks, right? right. Said, so I decided to go ahead and take a look and it, I hadn't lost as much as I thought. And I said, you know, what are you in? And he said, oh, I'm just in a target date fund. Right. And so he was surprised because he did know and he, he's like, I did. I, I do know that they're not um, they're They're supposed to pair back risk, but they don't pair back as much as as, as we think they do. Yeah, so he was kind of surprised that he was not losing as much. So maybe the target date fund he is in the allocation. Maybe it was not like tech or some things that have been taking a bit more of a beating. Can, does that make any sense there? 
Yeah, I mean, target date fines are real generic. I mean, it, it's just a blend of um, more moderate equities and, and bond, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's meant to be a set it and forget it concept. But right. at, the, at the end of the day, it's not, to your point, as conservative as most people think for as sure. They, as they lead us to believe, yeah. Right, because I mean, it, it, the reality in looking at target date funds, and everyone's a little bit different, but that, you know, if you pick the, like a 2025 fund, yeah, you know, I pretty think, close I, to retirement right now. Is in actually. You're, you're actually about a 60, 40, 60% stock, 40% bond allocation. Yeah. You know, which I think a lot of people, when they look they at well, this, the other this way. is a 25, I'm retiring in 2025. That's like in two years or three yeah, years. It, be 40, it should 60. be really, yeah, conservative. And they look at it like, what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, well, that's, just, that's where he was. Like, I think he thought right. it would be like more 40, you know, in the market and 60 safe. And it was the other way around, but yet he was still surprised he hadn't taken the bloodbath that he thought he was. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the bottom line, don't ignore it. Don't, don't yeah. not look at your account. Right. I yeah. mean, that's the worst thing you can do. Um, but don't watch it every day either. Cause I mean, that's going to drive you crazy. Understand yeah. what's there. And the, the end of the day, you got to have a plan. You know, risk like anything, you need to, to understand it, manage it. Oh, none, of sure. us can, yeah. none of us can control it. It's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, the, there's tactical management. We use a lot of that. But at the end of the day, you're still not able to fully control it. It's, it's managing some of the, the swings. Yeah. But risk needs to be positioned properly is the key, at least the well, way we look at it. I mean, you, don't, you, can't, you can't take the same risk in retirement that you took prior with ooh, all of the yeah. money. Right, for sure. You know, but you can't. But we've take been it doing too conservative that, either. We've been doing that the last couple of years because the market has well, been so good, right? Yes, and that that's always right. that's been the challenge. I mean, I'm right. working with a client right now that um, we've gone through all the financial planning, and I mean, early on in, in our process, we'll do the planning first, then we talk about investments and you know how that plan can fit in their investment portfolios. Right. And we've had this discussion early on, and, and he was extremely heavy and and high growth stock. Okay. You know, and it's been loving. It's been a great ride. Sure. (laughs) You know, but I I mean, mean, we've had this planning discussion and, you know, started wrapping that up and now getting into the investment discussion. Yeah. I mean, he's down significantly, you know, at this stage, 25, 30%. Right. Not quite as happy as he was before. No, absolutely. You know, but now he's like, oh, I don't know, you know, but I wasn't going to touch the money for, you know, a few years anyways. And it, you know, so you get yourself into this paralyzed position. So now you start to, you know, justify of, well, but I know I'm not going to touch it, but you know, my point is, well, okay, that's great. You're down this far, but what's the bottom on this? We don't know. Yeah. And again, what is your tolerance for the, where is your line? Right. Right. And it's not even where's your, where's your line's a point, right? Cause you don't want to get down to the bottom 50% down and then jump out and say, okay, I I done. Yeah. Cause now now you've locked in that loss, especially with all the money, but yet the flip side of that is, especially if you're spending the money, I mean, just think of it kind of an easy concept. If, if you've lost 50% of value, you know, now you're, and you, you still need the same amount of money every month. Right. Well, now you're selling twice as many shares at that point to generate that revenue. So you're doubling, it's like doubling your income, right? Mm-hmm. From the effect on the account, you're driving that account down even further. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it is, it's risk is a huge danger in retirement if you don't manage it and understand it. And there's two sides of it. You know, it's, it's the, the tolerance, how much can you tolerate? Mm-hmm. And that's key. You know, sure. you gotta, you gotta understand that. But well, that's only panic. The tolerance is what makes us panic and do the wrong thing often. So that's, yes. one. yeah, but, you don't want to do that. 
You know, I mean, that that's going to completely destroy your plan if you you react, do, do a reaction to something that's happening. I mean, the other side of it is the need for risk, because like it or not, and not everyone, I mean, if you've got $10 million and you're only <laughs> yeah. spending right. 50 a year, well, you you could put it in the bank, you bury in the backyard. I was going to say, yeah, you could put it in, the, okay. in the freezer and you'd be fine. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if, don't if, sell the freezer. if you're the, yeah, sorry, just don't forget it's there. If, you, if you're the average investor, I mean, that's not your, your scenario. You actually need the money and you need it to grow over time. Yeah. And that's most of us. Yeah. You know, so yeah, when you look at that scenario, you have to take some risk with some of the money. You know, and, and that's where you have to understand positioning a risk and what money do you take risk with? What money don't you? So, well, and that'll bring me to my final point and then we'll wrap it up. And, and I, and again, we've talked about this numerous number of times, but uh, we tend to think of, well, there's the market and mm-hmm. there's cash, right? There's, right? there's going to the bank or whatever. And so when we start to see these times, people want to jump out. That's the panic part. They want to right. jump out. They just want to go to cash. Uh, and they'll sit there for a while. So is there a way to significantly reduce like some of the risk to pull back mm-hmm. some of the risk without also reducing some of those opportunities to maintain some growth? Because obviously we we typically say, well, we got to at least keep up with inflation. And right now that feels like a crazy foreign concept because we know we can't because it's so high, but normally. Yeah. So, so what do we do in this kind of time period where, okay, maybe we do pair something off the table, but also how do we kind of like, it's not just the market and just cash. There's gotta be something else we can look at. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of other types of investments. Annuities is one of them, you know? Right. And we've talked a little bit about that. The, the annuity word, right? Everyone. He, oh yeah. This is the time about people annuities. who are not fans of that. They start to pay attention because they're like, well, absolutely. Might, yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's types of annuities that, that are called a fixed index annuity that will participate in a market upside, but right. not all of it. You know, right. you're, you're never going to get all the upside, but what it does is it protects you from the downside. Right. You know, so those are kind of a, a moderate to conservative investment, you know, strategy or, you know, even more on the conservative because you're never going to lose. Right. There are going to be years you're not going to earn anything, you know, so if the market's down over that year, you're not going to get any interest, but at least you're not going to lose the principal. But for a portion, that could but be for, an option. Absolutely. And that's with any of this is always a portion, you yeah. know, and that's why, again, it comes back to having a retirement plan, an income plan, right? Cash flow, understanding money in, money out. What do I need? How much am I going to be pulling from the accounts over time? Yeah. Once you have that, then you have to have an investment plan that matches it. Yeah. You know, I need a little bit over here. Yep. Big shock. We've been talking about that. I need a little bit over here. And again, even if like an annuity is not something you've been a fan of, and I'm not just saying that, but just because Phil brought mm-hmm. it up, but there's other things to look at. There's other options. You yeah, may there's... have to open your mind up in times like these to say, okay, it's not just the market and it's not just cash because I'm still not getting a whole heck of a lot for cash. Although I did see one, one it, bank. It's starting to, it's starting to, tr- yeah. Right. It's starting to, to peak up a little bit, but I mean, it, it's, it's a funny thing, right? And you look back, people said, oh, yeah, but back in the 80s, it was, I mean, I could get 8% oh, so of the bank. i that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. But what was inflation? You right. know, your mortgage your was like mortgage 15. Is, yeah, and right. I mean, come on, you get, it's perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no time in history that money in the bank's going to keep up with inflation. It just doesn't exist. That's not the purpose. <laughs> but we've been dealing with 1%, Phil. I'll take yes. four. It makes me feel better, right? It's it that makes you feel better, but it's perspective. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, ca- cash is... You have to have it. That's, you know, our now bucket, right? That's money. Really, we don't ever plan on spending. That's the emergency fund type money. Right. You need that money there or money you're going to spend in the next year, let's say, right? I mean, that that's where cash fits in, you know, or 
a lot of our managers, we use a lot of tactical managers, they'll go to cash as a hedge, right? You know, as markets are moving, they'll go out, go into a cash position for a short period of time. It's not because it's earning anything. It's, it's more of a risk off positioning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I just, to me, I would encourage you when you're looking at risk, never look at the whole thing. You know, you, you've got to understand risk overall, right? You know, right. Don't look at your whole portfolio as one, what is your overall comfort level? And then segregate the monies to be able to handle risk and position it in the right scenario, right? For longer term, you can take a little bit more risk. It's going to have a little more volatility, but you need that to grow long-term. Right. You know, and everyone's scenario is different. You can't just make, you know, this is what you should do. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about that about a million times, right? So it's like, we've been saying for a while now, and not to say that we're being prognosticators by any means, but it's just like the the writing's been on the wall. I think we all can acknowledge that, that things were going to continue to stay. Mm -hmm. We've been choppy basically since 22 opened, since the year started. So, you know, all these things that we've been watching have added to it. And so if you've been taking risk or unnecessary risk the last couple of years, because to Phil's point, you know, you've been doing well. Now you're maybe regretting that decision by not at least getting that update or that reevaluation or that assessment. You know, a lot of times if you're right. not working with a professional, or you're not working with an advisor, you don't have those um, checkups. Right. The sounding board. That, the sounding uh, yeah. board. And, yeah. Yep. and say, hey, this is, you know, looks like we're getting ready to be in for a rocky year this year. How are we looking? Do we need right. some tweaks? It doesn't mean it's wholesale changes, but tweaks certainly on the, on, you know, on the, uh, on the radar. Right. Okay. So are you taking risk? Probably. Uh, yeah, you, you better regret- be. Are you regretting it today? Long term. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> so do yourself a favor, get in and talk with an advisor, get back, yeah, do- you know, whatever the case no, is. Number you- one, don't make a harsh decision. Don't just That's go right. in and say, I'm done. Get me out, you know, without having a plan and understanding yes, the whole picture. Don't. Yeah. Please don't wholesale panic. Yeah. Can, even if you'd have to do the cliched stuff of remember it is a paper loss until you sell it. Right. So you technically haven't lost anything until you, you know, cash out. Right. But that being said too, don't put your head in the sand and, you know, I'm going to take it out when this is all over, because if, especially if you're in retirement and spending the money, yeah, it, it might be not too late, but you might have to dramatically change retirement at that stage if you do it. Yeah. You know, so, so put the brakes on, take a breath, either yourself, if, if, if you're doing it, you know, <laughs> yeah, think this through. Or if you need help, reach out to that professional because they can help you walk through what your risk tolerance is, what your income needs are, how you should maybe at this stage reposition things so that going forward, if this is the beginning of a bear market and we continue to fall, you're not going to end up in a worse position than you are today. Yep. So. Yeah, it's times like these when a lot of the DIYers do turn to the pros and say, okay, maybe I need some help now or whatever the right. case is, or folks that are already working with professionals just say, hey, just make, you know, let's double check. Just yeah, reassure sure sure me here and walk me through. Make yeah. sure we're still grooving. Right. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So, it, you know, we're all on the same boat technically. Right. I mean, right. It's just a yep. matter of, 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 you know, how, where we're positioned in that boat. So uh, we're going to get out of here, but do yourself a favor. If you're feeling you know, nervous. And obviously you, you know, a lot of people are, and it's understandable. Check that risk tolerance with your professional or get a professional reach out to Phil. If you need to talk with somebody, you can find him online at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Or you can call him at uh, 248-888-7530. Did I remember that right? Without having to, without doing it, you did did. 248-888-7530. There you go. So give him a call, you know, give a professional call somebody, but definitely talk with a pro and we'll see you next time here on Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts. 
investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.